What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hashtag dad advice from Jim Peterson, my dad, who said... Cheer as loud as you want for your own team. Don't ever boo the other team. Don't ever boo the other team. And to boo your own team? Unthinkable. And the world of James William Peterson. So, A, I would never do it. B, with the cost of those things? Are you kidding me? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. It's hour two of your favorite daytime sports an entertainment talk show. We're coming to you live on Game Plus Television. We're live streaming on YouTube, as always, and on the radio, WQEE. And this is a day whereby I, I got to tell our listeners in Metro Atlanta that you, you got to somehow find a screen, whether it be YouTube or Game Plus TV. This robe has been very popular today. We, the boys and girls at Bet Regal shipped this down to me in South Florida, and it's only supposed to be for Bet Regal bits. When we make our picks, <laughs> which incidentally, six for six right here on picks last weekend, NFL wildcard weekend. Um, I don't know. I might end up wearing this thing all the time. Um, and people are writing in saying Karnak, Johnny Carson, and I, you know, I've only seen photos. Can we bring, <laughs> bring in the, the sports doctor, uh, Dave Patricians, in Winnipeg, where we're very big on Game Plus television, Bell MTS Cable. How you doing, David? Happy New Year, brother. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I think you got more of a Jerry the King Lawler vibe going on with that robe, though. <laughs> okay. Well, they said they're trying to find a crown, and they're going to send, they're like, where do you get a crown? When we find one, we'll send it to you. I'm like, Burger King? But they want to send like a real work. crown. Yeah. Uh, Ken Friedman, lastly, on the, he's watching in Toronto. He says, if they switch screen positions, Moose can be Ed McMahon and hand Rod the envelope. Um, hey, everybody. Weed and Wrestling writing in, watching. Says, afternoon, Rod, from the icebox in Calgary. I'm, I'm sure it is cold up there. We brought David here to talk sports, the sports doctor. What's the radio station you're on up there, David? You still doing that? Yeah, 103.5 Capital FM in Iqaluit, Nunavut. Uh, I am the morning host cool. there. It's uh, Nunavut's most listened to radio station. I love it. Remember, I don't know where we were. You were showing me all your radio gear. Uh, that was Grey Cup, actually, 2015. I mentioned six for six I was on picks last week, including the upsets wildcard weekend. I had your Vikings losing to the New York Giants. I'm sorry. Did you see did you see that coming? What was your take on that game there in mini? Um, the defense has struggled mightily all year. You can't uh, s- uh, spot teams the kind of points that they were doing like the Indianapolis game on December the 17th and expect to win in playoffs. And uh, everyone knows the defense wins championships and that uh, you could not 
stop the New York Giants at all at uh, on that wild card card game at U.S. Bank Stadium. So uh, the disappoint the thirteen and four season just ended so dis like in such a disappointing way. Um, you know, it, it, nothing seemed to go right. It kind of reminded me of the um, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Toronto Argonauts, and Regina back in November as well. Like there's just all the all the great success you can have during the season just didn't pay off worth beans in that playoff game, and it's so disappointing because you have a full house and in, uh, in Minneapolis, and uh, you know everybody had those such high expectations, but the Giants got that job done. The Giants are a good football team. Daniel Jones looks like a completely different player at quarterback. And by the way, I just learned Brian Dable, the head coach of the Giants, is from Welland, Ontario, the same hometown as Paul Bissonnette, Biznasty. Did you know Brian Dable was Canadian? I feel ashamed I that I didn't know that. Know that. No. No, no, did not yeah. know. Look at that. By the way, just to finish this, from Weed and Wrestling, that's his name. He says, uh, now I feel like a fool whining about Calgary if this guest is from none of it. You're not from none of it, but you're on the radio and none of it. Should we explain or just it's, move on? Yeah, it's just a, just a little secret, right? I'm not actually there, but uh, no, I'm in Winnipeg. Yeah. And that's, you know, Calgary might think they're weed and wrestling. You might be the think they're the wrestling capital of the world, but they're not. Winnipeg is the wrestling capital of, of Canada anyway with Kenny Omega. Chris Jericho, Don Callis, all being main eventers on AEW, which is coming to the Canada Life Center on uh, March the 14th, by the way. They going to sell it out? Um, they're going to have a good crowd. It's tough to sell out 13,000 tickets in this kind of economy and the prices that they charge for events, but uh, they'll, get a, they'll get a robust 8,000 people to look good and great on television. I feel like, David, we have a lot to get to and not a ton of time, although I'm, I, I'm grateful that you're here for a longer segment. Um, I won't go NFL yet right now, unless you have any other thoughts before I switch over to the Jets, a little CFL and more. Do you have any more on the National Football League? No, I, I just, uh, you know, it was, it was um, very, very, uh, um, I was watching the Peyton and Eli feed on Monday night. Um, on the uh, the Buccaneers uh, Cowboys game, and I got to tell you, if anybody hasn't experienced that, that's a great way to watch a football game um, with those two guys. And they were bringing in guys like brought in Deion Sanders for a little while and stuff. It's just a fascinating look at watching these two guys who played and won Super Bowls and played such a high level, watching and dissecting the game and just watching them. It's kind of like when you watch Tony Romo on CBS. How he, he basically, as the quarterback lines up and he sees the alignment of the teams, he knows what the play is. It's like watching Peyton and Eli calling that. It was fascinating. And uh, watching um, Brett Marg miss all those singles, too. It was just, it was a, it, it was a lot of, it was very entertaining, that's for sure. <laughs> I guess, I guess it would be. I mean, I'm not a fan of any of that. And for, for that reason, I actually keep my mouth shut, uh, which we're thinking maybe Ivan Provorov should have. That's our poll question, which I'll get to in a Ooh. second here. But I don't, I don't <laughs> like Romo jumping all over Jim Nance's play-by-play, and I'm like, I'm a Cowboys fan, as you know. So it's like Tony, if you knew pre-snap all along what's going on, why didn't you do it with the Cowboys? Maybe you'd have won a Super Bowl <laughs> or even a playoff game. For one, uh, for two, if I wanted to watch a game with former football guys, I would watch it with former football guys. Dave, you've done it a million times. I'm surprised. You love yeah. that as much. Uh, the poll question today for Capital Auto Mall Universal Collision Center, by the way, is whose side are you on in the Ivan Provorov 
situation. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers defenseman, former Brandon Weeking, refused to take warm-up last night because the Flyers were wearing LGBTQ community jerseys and rainbow tape on his stick. Afterwards, he said, hey, I uh, respect them, but I'm not going to be part of it. I have to stand by my religion. Last I saw on what tuna... Do we have a result on YouTube? On Twitter, the majority are supporting Ivan Provorov. I'm not even going to ask your opinion on this, Dave. It's just interesting on that. But it's a nice segue to hockey. 49% for Provorov. The other options are other, sorry, Provorov, NHL, or undecided. And so far, the majority are voting for Ivan Provorov. But the Jets lost in, Winnip uh, in Montreal last night 4-1. What's that going like over like in the Slurpee capital today? Well, last week they lost on Tuesday night to Detroit. So Tuesday, obviously, is not the night for fighting uh, for these guys. Um, they got a big road swing. They've got the Toronto Maple Leafs tomorrow night in Toronto. Um, they travel to Ottawa on Saturday. they got a game on Philadelphia on Sunday. And then they, uh, the road trip keeps going against Nashville. So um, yeah, there was speculation. I was listening to John Shannon today, and he said maybe they were looking ahead to the, the Leafs game and thought the uh, Montreal game was a bit of a blow-off. But... Uh, now, when you're playing in um, a city with such a rich hockey history, you can't afford to take a day off no matter uh, which state of the Montreal Canadiens are in. It's, it's, a, it's a rabid fan base. There was over 21,000 people last night there. And uh, the, it's just embarrassing to get spanked 4-1 to one by any team in this day of parody of the National Hockey League. And, uh, and um, you know, they... We watched them pick themselves off the ground last week after they fell flat in their face against Detroit and, um, you know, played well against Buffalo. Uh, didn't have the greatest game, I would think, against um, Arizona on, um, sorry, on, on uh, Sunday. Sunday. But they look really, yeah. yeah, they really look good on Friday against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So it's one of those ones where it's, will the Winnipeg, real Winnipeg Jets please stand up? But uh, the team has the talent. It has a great head coach now. Nothing not said that it never had a good coach. But Rick Bonus is really seems to get a lot out of these guys. But, man, did they fall on their face bad yesterday. Just about every team can say that except for the Boston Bruins, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, and, by the way, don't mind me. We got a lot of action going on in Boca Raton here apparently today. Whoa. Now, you got your, your Blue Bomber hoodie on. Dave, you must be sitting back watching the goings-on of the CFL this offseason with your feet up like any Bomber fan and like, ho-hum, here we are, three straight Grey Cups, no drama, no question. You got your coach signed, Mike O'Shea. Is it boring over there in Winnipeg? I don't know if it's boring. I mean, I, I, like, the, I like the steady stream of uh, people being re-signed. It's, it's so exciting to see that people want to play. What a, what a different culture it is now. Uh, in this day of people, you know, free agents just moving willy-nilly wherever they want to go, now these guys just really want to play for Mike O'Shea, the organization. They like Winnipeg. They like the city. Um, and they like what they've built. So you're not seeing these guys, you know, signing with other teams because they just didn't like it. The guys that do, you know, take a paycheck with a couple of more um, dollars on it, they seem to, seem to always come back to Winnipeg as well, too. We watched that near the end of the year. Disappointing end of the year. Uh, last last uh, November in um, Regina, but I think this team is built for for long term. Uh, the guys that are coming up, these guys that um, uh, the, you know, we have the superstars, um, the the Willie Jeffersons, the Jeff Goats, Stanley Bryant's, all these guys. 
that want to keep coming back. Zach Kolaris, right? All these guys are making their home, not making their home necessarily, but adopting Winnipeg as their home. And uh, we're going to see some great things next season on the field. Um, and the stability in the organization with the coaching staff, general manager, all these things, you know, the, the ownership group, the people in the front office, it's fantastic. You know, it's interesting, by the way, uh, the Bombers are kind of a case study in sticking with your people. And you know what I'm talking about. Our second chances, mm -hmm. Kyle Walters could have fired O'Shea. They, the football people still talk about it. He stuck with them, and look how it turned out. They signed Zach Caleros when idiots like yours truly thought his career was over. Look who how that turned out, right? Um, some of the viewers... Uh, have some questions for you, by the way. Jason and Redder wants to know just what you're hearing amongst your football guys. If you think Bo will sign in Hamilton, and does that pave the way for Dane Evans to Saskatchewan? Uh, anything happening uh, in your rumor mill that way? I mean, that's what you were saying about uh, Evans landing up in Regina yeah. on your 10 weekend things column. Um, I found that very interesting. Uh, if I was Hamilton, I would want to sign Bo Levi Mitchell. I think Bo, Bo Le Levi Mitchell is a proven winner. Um, I think that his personality fits in well with that city of Hamilton. Um, not, and not to take anything away from Evans, like a, a, a good quarterback, but I think when you have a chance to get a star like him and be a part of the organization, I think you, you have to grab it. I think that that's that. In, in, in my mind. That's the best CFL fit for Bo Levi Mitchell is the Hamilton Ticats. Uh, it, by the way, you mentioned the dis disappointment of the Grey Cup. I meant to say I was on Winnipeg Sports Talk with your boy Hustler, and mm -hmm. he was down in the dumps. And his guy Remus about that. I'm like, you guys were a blocked field goal away from winning the game. You understand that? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, it, we, we, it, it's disappointing when your team loses. It always is. Um, but, it, but there's no shame. In, it wasn't like you get throttled. It wasn't like it was a no. um, Tampa Bay Buccaneer performance on Monday night. It was, it was a, a hard-fought game. There was every, every, both teams had the challenges. Um, when I was sitting up in the stands in pregame warm-ups, I really thought the uh, very similar to the 2019 uh, Grey Cup in Calgary. I thought the Bombers were focused. I thought the workouts and the and the drills they were running. And you know, you looked over to the Toronto sidelines, and it was a little, it looked a lot looser and not as organized. Let's just say that. And I really thought we're going to come out of the gates just like we did in 2019 in Calgary. But uh, you know, they didn't they didn't have that great start. There was the offense that just wasn't clicking, uh, and the, and a the, the lot of holes in their game as well. And then some curious play calling. But again, no shot. Like that's the championship game. You got there. For the third time in a row, that, that, there's no there's no shame in that, and uh, I think we're going to be back for the fourth time in a row, and uh, we will be in uh, Hamilton uh, to take on Bo Levi, perhaps, and the Hamilton Ticat. Uh, did you, by the way, have fun at that Grey Cup in the Queen City? You know, from the very first Grey Cup in 1995 in Regina, and uh, I think it was 2003 was the next one. I skipped the one in 2013, but Regina puts on. A tremendous great cup um, from from little things like shuttles from all the East End hotels uh, to everything kind of being under in one roof except the spirit of Edmonton. Uh, I think the uh, the people, the uh, venues, Saskatchewan is football focused. Everywhere you go, there's something going on with football. When you go to a great cup in Toronto or Vancouver or Montreal, you know there's a blend of uh, doing other things, and then oh yeah, there's a football game on. But man, you just you put your gear on.
at the Culture on Friday. We went to Gulf Steakhouse on Saturday night and sat with uh, Joyce Murphy uh, at our table and uh, Leo Ezrin's and stuff. We had just such a, a great time in Regina. They do such a great job at Grey Cup. Yeah, we know football. David, so do you. Uh, enjoy the wrestling. Thanks for the time. My best to Karen, and uh, keep in touch, buddy. Uh, all the best in 2023. Thanks, Rod, and thanks for having me on. You bet. From Capital FM in Nunavut, the sports doctor, Dave Winnipeg. Uh, Dave, the sports doctor in Winnipeg. And we're going to Alberta next. We're going to talk all NHL with Rich Sutter, 13-year NHL veteran, broadcast veteran. When we return, it's the RP Show. We are live on Game Plus Television, Bell MTS Cable in Manitoba, Sastel Max in Saskatchewan, TELUS, Channel 924 in Alberta and BC, YouTube Live, of course, and on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. back and kicking it let's head back to the studio here's rod all right welcome back everybody it is the rp show and we're live on game plus television and uh, boy we covered a lot of ground here in hour two i will update this the poll question today for capital automall universal collision center whose side are you on in the ivan Provorov situation the philadelphia flyers defenseman and former brandon weeking refusing to take warm-up last night i'm just for the Flyers, because it was their pro-LGBTQ community night. 57% uh, of you saying you're on Provorov's side. 24% saying you're on the NHL side. 19% saying you're undecided. And I voted in the undecided. We have to agree to disagree sometimes, and that's where I get the Provorov thing. Um, on the other, I'm about inclusivity, and I'm pro-LGBT. So anyways, vote on it. It's a free world, and away we go. We're talking hockey now with our good friend, Rich Sutter. Lethbridge, Alberta product, well, Viking product in Lethbridge. 13-year NHL veteran. How you doing, Richie? What's the good word? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, 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 good. When are you going to come down here and watch some hockey with me? Uh, actually, I'm coming down um, February 2nd for three nights. Okay. Well, say, NHL All-Star Weekend. Can't wait. It's going to be fantastic. Um... I don't know, really know where to start. You're sitting there in hockey mad Alberta, the hotbed. Flames in Colorado tonight. Uh, let's start there. What, what's your take on this, on both those hockey clubs that are going to meet in the Saddledome tonight? Well, I, I, they're both trending in the right direction. Uh, I think this is a, you know, this is a game where Calgary has to be, uh, I wouldn't say you got to be very careful because it's a bit of a trap game when you come home off a long road trip. Uh, those first games home are very difficult. Uh, uh, fortunately, I think they've got Colorado uh, in their wheelhouse tonight in a sense where uh, they know they've got to be ready to play. So that, I think that, that will help them. Uh, at least I would hope it would. Um, I love the coach's comments in Calgary uh, yesterday when he was asked uh, by members of the local media about uh, you know what they felt about Colorado being in the rearview mirror and right there and and chasing for a wild card spot and the, the response was uh well we don't really look at calgary as a wild card team or a team that's chasing us uh, we look at a team that is the stanley cup champion 
and that we'll finish in the top three in their division uh, with half a season left to, to get that going. So, you know, I think they're thinking right. They have to be thinking right uh, to give themselves a legitimate shot tonight. You know, Colorado's getting healthy. They're starting to score some goals, and they're starting to get their mojo back. You know, we've just passed the halfway point, and um, some good teams are going to miss the playoffs, Rich. <laughs> they always do, right? I'm not going to ask you who they're going to be, but do you not feel now past the halfway point? You, the, the margin for error now is very slim, and teams almost got to keep the hammer down the rest of the way, don't you think? You know, we've been saying this for the last three, four years, Rod. That you, you look, you look at the halfway point, and and then you start to look. You know, with thirty games left, twenty games left, and the value of, of, of points every night, the value of beating teams just not directly behind you, but the need to beat teams that are in front of you. Um, bonus points are not bonus points anymore, just with the teams that you're playing to to beat out of a playoff spot, uh, or the teams in the other conference. Uh, every point is a bonus. You have to have them all. Um, you at least have to be mentally prepared to scratch and fight and claw for them all. Uh, look, these are, I think, these are, if you're not thinking desperate hockey and thinking playoff mindset hockey this time of the year, when you're when you're on the bubble, then you're simply not going to make it. I, the value of every night, every day, every second point, you know, the second point is huge. Uh, for sure. And we had Peter Labardius on here uh, last week. We were talking about loser points. And he said the year that the Flames, uh, when they had, you know, the bubble year, the all-Canadian division, they only had three loser points all year, right? And shoot, they picked up a bunch on this last road trip, <laughs> you know? And I, I guess yeah. you're so close to Calgary. Your brother coaches the team. They had the 6-1 lead at Dallas on Saturday. I was listening to it and, and had to hold on for a 6-5 win. Clearly, Calgary could be a lot better. You know, are they going to be? Well, I thought they were, they were really good, I thought, Rod, for, 40, for 39 minutes and 9 seconds. And, uh, um, you know, sometimes you get, you get that far ahead in a game, you can take tend to take your foot off the pedal, which they did mentally uh, and physically. And yes, Dallas got some bounces, but at the end of the day, um, two points is two points, and uh, get out of Dallas and uh, get on to the next one. Well, uh, and I guess that's, I don't know how many, you're watching all the games, obviously. This is a vastly different Flames team than a year ago. I guess my question for you is, um, what's possible, do you think, for this team? Despite their problems, they're still in a playoff spot. You think they nudge their well, way into the top three before all said and done? I think they got a shot for sure they still do. Um if your staff and coaches are thinking that the teams behind you or one team behind you doesn't, you certainly do within your own division as well. I, the biggest thing is, you know, uh, look, they made a lot of changes and there was a lot of internal changes uh, from a chemistry standpoint in that locker room uh, that are simply not easy just to turn the switch on and go. Uh, yes, there's been some uh, struggles in that with, with, with uh, one of the goalies, but at the end of the day, um, the comments that where their target was at Christmas time, where their tar target was at this time of the year was was to be in the playoff hunt. Uh, yes, it would be great to be comfortable in second or third in the division, whatever it was. Look, they're not that far behind, but at the end of the day, uh, they're being realistic and knowing that it's 
it's about hitting hitting the stride and, and, and hitting it at the right time. You're starting to see definite signs of that happening in the last 10 to 12 games. Uh, look, the target on their back was not put on their back by themselves. Because of all the big changes and they thought the tree hit home runs uh, with the deals, uh, with what happened with Goodrow and Kachuk this summer and how they had to replace those guys. Look, um, you go into every year, look, we got to make the plus, we got to play well come mid-April. And at the end of the day, the, the 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 status or the where this team was was pegged to be put was not or pegged to be was not by themselves it was by the media and that that's where this is all generating from people need to back off um, people need to quit overreacting look this is the NHL the margin of error to win every night is so is so ridiculously tight um, you said there's going to be really good teams that don't make the playoffs. And you and you just hope that one of your teams is the teams that you're cheering for is in, and I, I think Calgary's hitting. They're, they're they're starting to hit their stride at the right time. Colorado's starting to. You look up north. You know when or Edmonton's won four in a row. Um, I think the best thing could happen to Calgary and Edmonton is that they're looking at Colorado and going, they're playing better. They're getting healthy. We need to we need to get going, and and I think you're starting to see a little bit of urgency in in these teams games. Um, and their teams play. Great explanation and analysis. And by the way, and as you know, we are on the radio in Metro Atlanta. The Flames are their former teams. They're following it very closely. And what the American people don't understand, Rich, Alberta, hockey mad, just like they are about football down here. At some point, it's like, enough. Can we stop? Can we talk about something else? As you said, back off. But they won't. And in Alberta, they know hockey. I mean, my last thing about the Flames, they know this is a good team, right? They, they think that they should well, yeah, and that's, that's all. And the funny yeah. about it, you know, you got to remember that when, when decisions are being made within organizations, um, good organizations make decisions uh, by listening to people around them within, within their group and before decisions are made. Uh, who they put in the lineup, who's not in the lineup, how their structure is, how they play. It's a daily thing. Um, uh, it comes from a group. It comes from within the group. Uh, good teams, smart teams listen to what their players are also thinking and feeling at times as well. So um, these teams are figuring that out, and that's what they do. And 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 uh, um, I laugh. You listen to all the outside noise and talk about this and talk about why that guy's not playing, why that guy's not playing. Like, come on. I mean, like, I don't know how to. I don't know how that guy in downtown Calgary runs his oil company, but I do know one thing a little about about, about hockey. And I don't know how you do your job, Rod, but I know you're damn good at it. And so I'm not going to question it. I appreciate Hey, and you never have. I appreciate that. And by the way, we will be back there, Gray Eagle, uh, in March, Richie. And I uh, can't wait to have you in the seat right beside me. Now, kind of the other end of the spectrum is the Winnipeg Jets. Number one team in the West, most wins in the division. You, can't, you know, they're for real now. Right, like uh, you know, what are your thoughts yeah. on the Jets? Look, um, first of all, you know the coaching change. I think a different voice was what was more or less was needed by the group, um, and that's not a knock on Paul. Paul's a terrific coach, um, and just maybe a different voice. But also, uh, you know, Rick comes in. Um, he can be an animated guy. He can be a guy that can be get in front of players which I like. He's honest with players, no different than Paul. Uh, 
maybe he's taking the, the, the leash off some of these guys a little bit more and let them play a little bit more. Um, and they've gone out and certainly have responded. Hellebuck is back uh, for the most part, with the exception of maybe the odd goal or two here in the last week. Uh, but look, their group is back. They're relatively healthy again in terms of their go-to guys, their core guys. I like what they're doing. It's hard not to watch them, hard not to be a fan of how they're playing. And at this point, you know, where I'm at, I love being a fan and learning and watch as many games as I can every night, which drives, you know, my wife Rhonda nuts. But uh, <laughs> it keeps me in the loop. Uh, I want to get back in the game. Um, I don't want to distract from the question, but uh, I know I've got tons to offer with my experience and knowledge uh, for, for a team. But when I keep looking, you know, I, I watch these teams play and I, and I look at things differently than maybe the fan would about how they're playing, what they're doing, why certain guys doing this, why their power play is doing that, uh, trends, tendencies within their groups. It's fun. It's fun to watch them play. Of course, uh, by the way, Ted in Arizona wants to know if you ever had any interest in coaching in the NHL. Uh, and I have one more question before you, we let you go. So I assume if you wanted to coach, you'd be doing it. You know, Rod, uh, Rod obviously that would have been a great thing. Uh, the biggest thing is, you know, we've all been kind of team builders, our family, in one way or another with, with whoever we've worked for or with. Uh, I saw late in my career with a very young family, the, the, and it's not, a, it's not disrespect for knock my older brothers, but the amount of time at the time that they were missing uh, certain things with their little ones at home. Um, and, and, and it's not that I felt that if I was going to make my mark in the game, that that was going to be the same way or not. But at the end of the day, uh, I had an opportunity, a very unique opportunity. Uh, before the year 2000 hit, and and it was and that was coming off two great uh, and experienced times with Brian Murray and Pat Quinn with uh, Team Canada, the World Men's Championships, and the unique opportunity to be hired or try to be hired as one of the team builders of the Minnesota Wild, uh, and there was hundreds of people lined up to, to to get one of those jobs. I was very fortunate to be interviewed at least once and to get a job to be a team builder, and of a National Hockey League franchise. It taught me so much about business, about hockey, about how it overlapped with each other. Uh, and that's where I felt that's been my mainstream for years and where I feel I still got that much more to give to an organization. Well, uh, there's your answer, Ted. Not necessarily coaching. And lastly, we got about 90 seconds. You talk about watching all the games. Did you watch the Leafs and Panthers last night? Because I did. It uh, was yeah. a war. Yes. I loved it. What'd you think? Well, that's how we want to play this time of the year. I mean, you tell it's teams fighting for fighting for points, and, 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 and I hope to see that you're going to see more of that in the games to come, uh, the urgency to fight for your points uh, instead of being a nice guy for half the game and think that's going to be an up-to-one off. So I hope to see more and more of that every night. Yeah, it was a fantastic hockey game. Didn't like the ending, of course. The Leafs came back and felt the officials had a little of a hand in that. But it is what it is. Uh, hey, listen, I don't ever want to let you go. What's your quick WHL uh, take on the arms race that's gone down and where we're at? Well, you know, uh, I watch it every night. I watch the divisions and how the conferences sit out every night or four nights a week when they play. Um, 
you know, Seattle just came, uh, finished their trip out east. Portland just finished their trips out east. You know, they're basically one, two in the divisions out there in the conferences out west. Calums is reloaded uh, with Zollweger. Um, Seattle has loaded themselves. Portland's a, kind of the dark horse there. But when you look in the Eastern Conference, you know, Winnipeg lowered up, but I'm not giving anything to Winnipeg just yet. Uh, yeah, they're they're first in the East, first in the con- in the Eastern Division, first in the conference. Um, Redger did not make any moves because they felt that they're right there as well. Uh, they don't want to hurt their team moving forward in terms of their assets for next year. And I think what Redger just might have uh, that will give them a leg- legitimate shot to come out of the East is the return of Ben King here in the next week. Uh, so basically, uh, them getting Ben King back, who led the league in scoring and goals last year, at this time of the year is like is like bringing in a big guy at the at the trade deadline. So, uh, look, there's good teams, and it's junior hockey. You just don't know how the, how it plays out. Uh, these are still young men, and uh, if you're not sharp, not mentally into it for three or four nights, come uh, the third week of March, you're out in a hurry. Doesn't matter how good you are. Well, we're going to be back in Alberta just in time for it all. Rich, wonderful update. Thanks for your support, man. Enjoy the hockey, and uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Let's get. Uh, let's make a plan. Rich Sutter joining us from Lethbridge, Alberta. Sports update coming up, plus the moose for overtime. It is the RP Show, and we are live on Game Plus TV, YouTube live streaming, and the radio WQEE 99.1 FM. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Yeah, it is. It's been yard maintenance day and tree trimming day and sirens day. But at least we didn't get knocked off the air today because of a power outage. So what the heck? Just roll with it. I'm sure it's uh, for our podcast listeners and radio listeners. It's been very interesting. What do you think, Rhino Radio? He's riding shotgun with us at noon in Georgia. Uh, I got a sports update here and it's going to be great. But I will update the poll question here for Capital Auto Mall Universal Collision Center. I think our boss, Darren Moose DuPont, would be very uh, impressed that we've done a really good job of staying out of trouble here today on this Ivan Provorov situation. The poll question is, whose side are you on in the Ivan Provorov situation? Capital Auto Mall brings you the daily poll. They have dealerships all across the Canadian prairies and the state of California. For those that don't know, the Philadelphia Flyers defenseman did not participate in warm-up for the Philly Flyers Tuesday night because it was their pro-LGBTQ night. They were wearing uh, pride jerseys and rainbow tape on their sticks. He's like, I don't support it because of my Russian Orthodox Church beliefs. And that was it. The majority of people saying they... Stand with Provorov. The next is like, that's like 49%, 25% saying they're with the NHL, who's pro-pride. And that's a whole other topic for another day. And, and then the rest, whatever the math works out to, is undecided. And that's kind of where I am. The guy's got to be allowed to stick to his beliefs. I just don't like the non-inclusivity part of it. Anyways, Phil 
in Dauphin, Manitoba is watching on Game Plus TV, and he says, good day, it's hump day. I miss the days when sticking to your beliefs didn't get you into trouble. I'll be watching your take it or leave it segment tomorrow because with my picks this past weekend, I was clearly better off letting Stevie Wonder make my picks. Hashtag long live the king. So he's a Stevie Wonder fan. We'll just leave it there. My robe's over there. He's talking about the deal or no deal segment with Moose tomorrow. What do you want Moose's opinion for? <clears throat> I was the one that was six for six last week and it just kind of came to me. But I'm not sure I want the pressure of being the guy that makes your NFL picks, or any picks for that matter. They literally just came to me. It's not coming to me immediately, but I haven't put a lot of thought into it either. This weekend's NFL Divisional Games, Saturday, Jacksonville at the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs, uh, Chiefs favored by 8.5 at Bet Regal. New York Giants at Philadelphia Eagles in the night game Saturday. Eagles favored by 7.5. Sunday, Cincinnati at Buffalo, the Bills are favored by five, and Mo Egger was on with us last hour from ESPN Cincinnati picking the Bengals to win. I'm not sure that he's non-biased, though. And the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, are at San Francisco, 49ers favored by 3.5, and maybe I just haven't put enough thought into it yet. It's only Wednesday, uh, but I had the Cowboys to win at Tampa, and that was a tough one to pick because I really love Tom Brady. But we got it. Anyway, sports update on this Wednesday. Looking back in the dub, Braden Yager scored into an empty net with 67 seconds left in the third period. Ryder Korzak had two assists, and the Moose Jaw Warriors defeated the visiting Saskatoon Blades 3-1 in the Western Hockey League. In Medicine Hat. The Tigers erupted for three goals in the first period, then coasted to a 5-2 win over the visiting Prince George Cougars. There were only two games. Has anybody heard from my cousin Christine, by the way, in Medicine Hat? She hasn't checked in on the program here for some time. In the dub tonight, Winnipeg's at PA. The Moose Jaw Warriors are at Saskatoon. Medicine Hat is at Swift Current. Prince George is at Calgary. Lethbridge is at Everett. Victoria is at Tri-City. Mentioning uh, the dub scores in the O last night, London thumped Kitchener 7-3 and Barry beat Owen Sound 6-5 in overtime. We haven't forgot about you, O. And speaking of the Brampton Honey Badgers, dropped a 106-90 decision to Mexican team Libertadores. Libertadores on Tuesday to open the second window of the 2023 Basketball Champions League Americas in Managua, Nicaragua. The Honey Badgers finished with six players in double figures, but they are unable to slow the... Now they're doing it to me again. The Libertadores down once they got going. Josh Ibarra and Steve Taylor Jr. finished with 15 points each. And Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers believes he can still produce at an MVP level in the right situation if he opts to play next season. The four-time NFL MVP says he hasn't decided whether to return to Green Bay, retire, or ask for a trade. He says he didn't know whether the Packers would represent the ideal situation for him. God, now we're going to be hearing about that all winter. I'm already sick of it. 
This sports update is brought to you by Babylon in theaters now at your local landmark cinemas. From Damien Chazelle, Babylon is an original epic set in 1920s Los Angeles led by Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, and Diego Kelva. With an ensemble cast including Joe Von Adepo, Legend Lee, and Gene Smart. A tale of outsized ambition and outrageous excess, it traces the rise and fall of multiple characters during an era of unbridled decadence and depravity in the early Hollywood days. Babylon in theaters now. Overtime is next with the Moose. This should be great. We'll be back in a moment. It is the RP Show live on Game Plus Television. Live streaming on YouTube, your favorite podcast platform, and on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Okay, yes. And we do have the moose. We haven't had him on for a while. Uh, it's been an interesting day. I'm quite happy. You've changed. You've changed, Darren. Why hour one is for last night's games. Hour two is for tonight. I don't need to be uh, uh, rocking last night all day. Okay. Um, interesting show. I'm telling you, man, from day one, what have we said? We want this to be the view for sports fans, and that's exactly what it's been today, is specifically with this Ivan Provorov situation, the Philly Flyers defenseman who wouldn't participate in warm-up because the team was wearing pride jerseys Tuesday night. He goes against his religion. Bradley is watching in Calgary, and he's written in on the 902 line, 518-3033. You can always reach us here. He said, I find it interesting when people use religion to not do certain things when it's convenient, but don't follow their religious beliefs to a T the rest of the time. Interesting comment there. We've kept it quite civil on the air today in terms of our discussion amongst ourselves and what, what the viewers have written in. I've seen here on Twitter that uh, they're kind of going after each other in the mentions on our Twitter account, uh, and that's fine. You know, what did one of our staff say? Let's call her Morgan. She said this morning, do we want to open this lid and open to the haters? Eh, why not? You know, Discussion's are a good thing. not talking about it? <clears throat> Discussion, is, Discussion a good is a really good thing. And, you know, as I continue down this road and you talk about being undecided, for sure, like you have the right to do what you think is right for you. Absolutely. But you also have to be open to the consequences that come as a result, right? And you talk about Provorov being blackballed potentially. If I have anybody who identifies as gay or any other one of the LGBTQ on my roster, Ivan Provorov is not in the conversation. Like I'm not, we're not, we're not bringing him into our team because that would upset the culture. Even if I have a any sort of sensitivity towards the subject, probably not bringing him in. The organization so he is going to have to deal with that because it is public that he doesn't support it now 
right? There's a difference, too, between just standing up for your beliefs and also yeah. letting everybody else know about your beliefs because now everybody knows and they're going to act accordingly. And yet his coach, John Tortorella, last night was quoted, uh, said with the interviews, he goes, I support him. He goes, he's sticking by his beliefs. That's Provy. So everybody has a different opinion. And, and oddly enough, you've heard me talk about this. There are songs, there are shows. Billy Dean, we just disagree. Great country song from the 80s. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. Right? It's, at the end of the day, sometimes you got to say, let's agree to disagree. And if you got to walk, go separate ways, that's the way that it is. Different strokes. What it is. Right? What you talking about, Willis? Different strokes for different folks. <laughs> How much are you going to uh, put up with as an employer? See? Starting to realize why I don't want to be a boss. Don't want to be. Just want to be a boss of me. That's it. And the interesting thing is, there's people that have written in here. They're not happy with your comments. They're not happy with my comments. Some guy goes, you can't actually believe what you're saying. Actually, I do. I used to be a very close-minded person, and um, somebody sat me down. It was actually an NFL player's mom. And I think you know the story, but she sat me down. Instead of getting mad and yelling at each other, she goes, Rod, this is why the way you're looking at things is wrong. And I opened my mind she was right and it's been wonderful ever since so i kind of understand where the closed-minded people are coming from i get it um, i just don't want to be one of them anymore um and that's really all i have to say on that other than there are people that have turned their back on the nfl because of their stance on blackballing cal and kaepernick he's lost his fans and i've had friends in calgary with incredibly right-wing province and city that have a problem with the woke NHL, the woke WHL, because of these types of movements. And I'm like, I'm gonna watch it no matter what. It doesn't, that doesn't offend me. <laughs> Why are people getting so offended, Darren? Can you answer me that? You know, you know I don't know. Like, <clears throat> we just can't let other people be happy. And we can't take a moment to acknowledge somebody else, even if it's different than what we think or what we believe in. You know, sometimes it's okay to sit there and respect what somebody else is doing because it doesn't affect us, right? So we got to be okay with that and let other people do their thing and, and be inclusive. I think that's important and open-minded. Doesn't mean you have to, you know, change your beliefs or, or change who you are or, or act a certain way, but we can respect other people. And I think that's important, very important. Uh, so sometimes I wonder how far we've come as a society. They tell me that we've come a ways, but we haven't come everywhere. And that's just in the recovery world. But as I said it a million times, why do we have to keep repeating ourselves? That's why I don't think we've come that far. I've got friends and family in the LGBT community, as do you, and I've seen how they get treated, and it's wrong because the most horrible people that I know are white and straight. And I'm like, how come they get a pass? They're jerks. These people aren't hurting anybody, you know? And I relate that gay thing to the recovery thing in that because I'm in a long-term recovery from addiction, we get treated a certain way. We get looked at a certain way. We get talked about and to a certain way. That's not fair either. I didn't want to be that, you know? But this morning, as I said to you, and I'll say it on the air right now, 
It's been over a year since I've been down here, and my advisor said, because I've been going to 12-step meetings over Zoom from home, they're like, okay, it's been over a year now, Rod. You need to put your big boy pants on and go to some in-person meetings down there in South Florida. So today was the very first one that I did. And I walked into a room, and Darren, I didn't tell you this, first two guys I see, huge smiles. Welcome. We don't recognize you. Where are you from? Glad to have you. That's inclusivity. That felt That's pretty cool. darn good. Yeah. yeah. I bet. Got their numbers. Make you, makes you wish you'd been showing up all along, and now you're not going to miss another one. Yeah. I, well, it was just, I think the term was, it's time to get off the tit rod. Start putting <laughs> some roots down there. Um, <laughs> Jeff, the Stamps fan, says there are jerks in every group. Oh, yeah. Football fan bases, too. I'm not speaking about Jeff. But I'm starting yeah. to get excited about CFL season. From Ryan O'Radio. He says, another great show. Last minute of play in the RP show, says Tuna. Uh, tonight, Pittsburgh at Ottawa. Boston at the Islanders. Colorado at Calgary. That, to me, is the featured game. Tampa Bay at Vancouver. Dallas at San Jose. In the NBA, the Atlanta Hawks are going to have their way with the Dallas Mavericks at American Airlines Arena. Is there a featured game for you tonight, Moose? Uh, Calgary, Colorado. That's the featured game for me tonight. Yeah. I think that's it's a playoff battle. Colorado's got to win all these games, and so does Calgary. Put your thinking cap on overnight. Do some studying. Deal or no deal tomorrow. People are already Ooh. talking about it, man. I think we got to get you a robe, too. <laughs> People <laughs> love it. Oh, thank you, everybody, for keeping it civil today. It's been a fantastic show. Really appreciate you, because without you, there'd be no us. We'll see you tomorrow, noon Eastern, here on Game Plus and WQE. You screwed up, Clark. <laughs>